Should we tell them that we tried to do this this morning but got in a fight? Nah. <laughs> Wait, is it recording already? Yeah, I hit record. Oh. Well. What's up, guys? We didn't fight this morning. Yes, we did. We tried to do this this morning and we got in a fight and we stopped. But we're doing it again now. But here we are again. What a good start to the topic of this podcast. What we're learning in couples therapy. <laughs> I wish we didn't erase. We have well, recorded so many podcasts and erased them because we get in fights. Just because we misunderstand each other and we have to talk it out. It's a it's a lot of talking and we just get in. There should be a whole nother series called the deleted podcast. The deleted parts of the podcast where we have to start over three times because we misunderstand each other. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so we are talking about today what we've learned in couples therapy, and it's been really enlightening, at least to me, and really helpful, and hopefully the tidbits that we share here can be helpful to you in your relationships, present or future, so that's what we're going to dive into today a little bit, but first, I'm going to start things off with a news story, because it's been a while, and we always like to start things off. 70% of the time, every time with a news story, something funny or something goofy or something crazy you guys or just sent us a good one. And yeah, it was, we got a good one. Truly from my nightmares. <laughs> Horrifying. All right. Let's just pull that up right now. Shall we? Yeah. Or but you it? remember not to read it all. Passenger opens <laughs> plane's emergency exit thinking it was the bathroom. Is that mm, what the one you were thinking of? Yeah. This is Ashley's worst. She already hates airplanes in general. Oh, and I told him not to read it all. Not because. Wait a second. Luna's scratching at our door. Hold on. You got to open it for Angel him. Wants I told to Dallin inside. not to read it all. Just because we're working on summarizing these articles so that we're not reading them verbatim. For, for the purposes of just shortening this segment of the podcast. Well, it's a really short story. It was only three paragraphs. So I guess Dallin took... Took, took my advice with a grain of salt and decided to just read it anyway. Uh-huh. All right. Passenger opens plane's emergency exit thinking it was the bathroom. A bathroom. I, how is that possible? Well, look, they have a humongous bathroom and a very sturdy door, unlike most other well, airplanes like, no, that I've been. Where Maybe was, this guy is like, this is the first time he's on a plane or she, I don't know. Where were the... But seriously, how is it so easy to open this door? Well, he's where, like, look at this big red latch. Where were the to people? To get into the bathroom. The workers, the plane seriously, people. Seriously. And they're just like, oh, yeah, he's going to jump out. No big deal. There I'm just reading my Kindle. like a code that you need to type in or something. I just, you would think that <laughs> giant words saying emergency exit, things like that would, you know, help. But in this case, it did not. A bathroom emergency took on a new meaning when a she woman accidentally out? opened an airplane's emergency exit, which she apparently mistook for the restroom. The Pakistan International Airline Wait, flight was... was it in the air? Let's see. Uh, was headed to Pakistan from it was Manchester. Still on the ground. It was on the ground, people. But the plane was on the ground. severe delays when the passenger opened the emergency exit door while the flight was still on the ground. Okay, she okay, was still the on evacuation the slide went out, though. This story just got 10 times less interesting to me. <laughs> summarize, summarize. <sighs> okay, well, they were still on the ground. The emergency exit was not opened in the air. They were given free dinner for the inconvenience. That was nice. The whole airplane? Yeah. It wasn't until seven hours later that Why the flight was able to so take long? off. I know they're just like, whoops, close the door. They didn't have another plane. Well, like an emergency slide erupts out of the door. I wonder if And it, it's probably like an airbag where you can't really shove it back in. They can't just roll it on up and <laughs> stuff it in there. <laughs> I'm just guessing. 
Yeah. Probably a few things that we, and a lot of things that we don't know about. Anyways, that happened. That's and terrible. And it says, it's not clear how the woman made the flub, but this isn't the first time someone has done so. Last year, a man was arrested on a domestic flight in India after he attempted to open the emergency exit. He also reportedly thought it was the bathroom, but he was wrestled away from the door by passengers. Okay. No, guys, I need to go. He's like, guys, I don't know why you're so resistant to me using the restroom, but I'm going to. Okay, switching Anyways. gears quickly. In our life, two major things are happening. Why don't this you just week. talk all about it? Major thing number one: Dash has received his last round of vaccinations. Bless his heart. He so was all lethargic can yesterday. Finally, take him other places than the small pocket park near our house, and interact with other dogs and interact without with other, fear. We can go to the dog park. We can go on. We need to take him to Tanner Park. It's like this is probably how we're going to feel when our kids get out of car seats, and we're like, "Thank you, we <laughs> can know. fly now without having this terrible headache." Oh my gosh! Yeah. And we're just, we're planning a big thing this weekend where we're going to take him to a dog park and he's going to meet other species of his kind and just really discover just the world. Just start getting used to other people and other dogs being around him so he doesn't develop anxieties like our other sweet angel puppy who now cannot really be tr- trusted around children or strangers of any kind. Well, she can if her purpose is as a guard dog. Yeah, I guess. So but. if you ever see us in public, don't pet Luna because she'll bite you. <laughs> you can pet Dash. You can pet Dash. Luna probably won't bite you. She'll just growl at you disapprovingly. And if she does bite you, it's just a very soft bite, but it's still a bite. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> Moving on. We have started marriage therapy. Dallin and I love each other very much, but we also... Misunderstand each other. Well, basically, we learned about the human brain. We're just sick of fighting. Yeah, and, maybe, and it's like we don't understand why. So we've gained a lot of perspective, is, at least why we're fighting. This is a what lot. I think happens after you go to marriage therapy. You learn to fight, quotation mark fingers, without the emotions of anger being involved. Or at least you understand, I guess, more constructive um, conflict resolution. Right, because you will still have conflict, so they tell me at therapy, yeah. but it will hopefully morph from a thing where we're just angry and hate each other for a good 12 hours to something where we're like, Oh cool. I see your point and I validate it and I respect it. Have you considered this? And I disagree (laughs) with a few of the points, but with so many of the points, I agree. You don't have to, you don't have to validation does not mean agreement. Are we diving right into this? Let's okay. Like I guess point number one, um, that Point. people need validation before they're open to listening to you. Okay, you start. Is that the one we're going to talk about first? You, yeah. You Well, you just say something about therapy that you want to share, and then it'll be my turn, and we'll go back and forth. Well, I wanted to kind of talk about iMessages cool. and the crystal ball in your head. Can we start there? We'll just choose one, and that will be your turn, and then it will be my turn, and then it will be your turn again. Well, I like <laughs> this idea. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, um, so I guess we'll talk about validation later, because this is kind of the first the first step, the first thing that we covered. And I feel like there's an order to him. And this is the, so the, so basically the first thing that he taught me, should we tell them how it started, how therapy started? Well, it's just been building over the years of, I guess a little bit of background of just misunderstanding each other and misinterpreting each other. And instead of using, you know, words and communication to, to ask if that's what you actually meant, we both just started to, assume what the other person was meaning and assigning intent, which is usually bad intent. 
and then automatically jumping to like, well, I'm offended at what you just said rather than, um, rather than like, well, this is how I interpreted that. Or the story I'm telling myself in my head is this, or I feel like this when I am, uh, spoken to in that way. I'd like, is that what you meant when you said this? Basically? Yeah. Oh, is that a lot? Was that too much? No, that was not too much. I was just going to say it started when Dallin and I got in one of the hugest fights of our marriage and he was like, that's it. I'm going to therapy. And then the next day he left and went to therapy and we were like still in the middle of this fight. Like it ended Uh just because we stopped talking to each other, but it was still there. Looming. And then Dallin left for a good like three and a half hours he was gone at therapy. And well, I, was, I was only talking to him for three and a half hours. I was probably gone four and a half because of yeah. the drive. And well, he told me he was only going to be gone for like an hour. It's, well, you I pay only for paid an hour. for an hour. The guy was nice because my I first session. I was fairly session, certain he had just given up on our marriage. <laughs> I'm never doing that, boo. I know. I was just, it was four and a half hours. And then. Firstly, because I love you. Secondly, I've heard that like the vast majority of divorces, they're less happy than when they were married. Yeah. Some it's necessary, but by far and large, by far and wide, uh, most people are even less happy after getting divorced. I don't know. Unless there's That's like what I've abuse. heard. I've heard that from multiple... Di- well, of course, abuse is one of those cases where you should definitely get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really hard for me to divorce you. Be- well, because I love you so much and because you're my soulmate and because I want to be together with you forever and because our children five. love you and everything. But... Another reason at the bottom of that list is because, and I probably need therapy for this, is because I would rather like pull off my arm than relinquish full control of my children's lives. What What do you mean? Like it would kill me to have you like to drop them off with you and then just not be aware or have any say in their life until they were dropped back at my house. I would like lose my mind. You do like being in control. I Or just being aware. I don't know. Like, I have friends who are going through divorces. Well, you just worry a lot and you're very untrusting is kind of your nature. And that would be really hard for you. Yeah. Yeah. That would be super hard. And I have like mad respect for families who are making that work. Because I think that is so hard to just, especially if you're like not friends with the person, you know, like that's usually why you get divorced. And then to be like, okay, like you get you get the baby today for a week or something. Hope you don't screw everything up. Like I sure <laughs> trust you not because yeah. I got divorced. I sure don't trust you too. But yeah, anyways, here you go. Make good choices. This is what we were court ordered to do. That's I, I mean, we're making light of this. This is a very serious thing. That's must be so hard for so many people who are divorced. No, I, it like makes me like, I can't, it's, I feel like that is the hardest thing. Well, yeah, that would be horrible. Like parenting is so hard together in the same house. I can't imagine parenting, like parenting as a unit mm-hmm. when you're not best friends. Yeah. Anyways, we both, we aren't, we don't know a whole bunch about divorce, so we're not going to talk a lot about that. Um, let's dive into. I wanted that to be like, like I have like m- empathy and I like admire people who are able to make that work is what I was yeah. going for. Like it's such a hard thing. Uh-huh. What I've heard from multiple sources and our our accounts. I'm just not saying his name. What should we call him instead of his name? How about therapist? Jim Bob? No. Bob? <laughs> no, just 
Mike. Mike. His name. We can call him Mike. His name is not Mike. We'll call him Mike. Mike, the therapist, he was like, well, you still have to communicate with him and you still have to co-parent together. So you're still talking to him. <laughs> divorce was not like on the table. No, I, we, no we have not been considering divorce. No. Okay. Just so you know. Well, like, I feel Ashley like we've I, been in fights where we're like, wow, this is pretty bad. We've, I, I can see, like, I could I've see. I've wondered sp- when, like, I mean, I, uh, I've it. wondered, like, is, does this mean that we should get divorced? I don't know. And I, I asked him that and he's like, oh, pff, no, every couple goes through this. And I was like, that was really reassuring to hear. I mean, President Sister Nilsson in our podcast too, they were like, there are marriages who are, who are super unhappy. And then there are marriages who work really hard at it. And I don't know if there's a third area, maybe like 1% of them who just happen to marry the perfect person for them and rarely have arguments, but I don't know any. That's what they said. So this is us working really hard at it, and I'm really glad that we're doing that. Right. So Dallin went to therapy by himself. Yeah. And, and I then... talked about a lot of things other than marriage too. Like I feel like I should have gone a long time ago. Just talking about just my basic outlook on life and how I view myself and my just overall self-confidence building and working out personal issues and things like that, which has been really helpful for me. And I feel like everybody should do that from time to time, like invest in yourself a few times a year because yeah. it's, it's huge. It pays the humongous dividends. It's hard not to keep going after you've been once. Cause Mike's always like, yeah, you should come back next week. <laughs> yeah. Last week we were kind of like, well, I feel like we get the gist of this. And he's like, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. So um, then so for anyways, the next session, I was invited to join. Yeah. But I wasn't talking. So so well, this is what I wanted to get to. It's taken 15 minutes to get to the specific first thing that I've learned. Um, he, we basically talked about why I am, I asked like why I'm getting, why am I so sensitive when, why do I get offended so easily basically at things Ashley says? And I know that Ashley's the sweetest girl who loves me so much and would never have malintent. Is that me? Is that Spanglish? Well, I don't know if you know that. What? That I don't have No, mal- deep down I really do. But in the moment when I misinterpret something you say, that I would, if I said that same thing, that would have been because I was like being sarcastic or rude or, or blaming somebody. But Ashley just uses different language than me, like every human does. Okay, but it's not like I'm, I'm not like yelling at him. No. It's like normal conversation like this. And I'll say something in a way that just rubs him wrong. Kind yeah. Of. And then instead of. It's me, not like I'm Cruella DeVille, like yelling no, at him terrible I don't think things. You're I just don't want people to be like. I, we can give an example today, like we were trying to vlog and, um, and I had to go to the scout thing all day today and we had plans to try to film yesterday so that we weren't all crammed in today, and in but the, we didn't. Uh, and vlogging then, was going really hard. Vlogging was, was like not going well, just how like we planned. We were doing it later than we usually do and, and our kids like, are really grouchy later. And I said, uh, what did I say? I said something to the effect of like, gosh, if only you hadn't gone to scout camp. Yeah, and then I felt attacked. Or no, I said, it's because I said it's because of Scout Camp. It's because of Scout Camp that and then, this is going bad right like, now. And then in I, the next breath, I said we should have filmed last night, like we talked about. Yeah, and I immediately, I mean, if I were to say that to somebody, I would be like blaming them because I because well, I was the one that went to Scout Camp, and so I interpreted that as an attack towards me. But I feel me. like all you heard instead was of saying, Scout Camp instead of instead of we should have filmed yesterday, like we yeah, talked instead about. Instead of saying. That felt like you were attacking me. Is that what you were doing? And allowing her to be like, 
No, I wish we would have followed through on our plan instead of been lazy and watched The Bachelorette last night like we wanted to. Which was intriguing. Which was intriguing. But yeah, instead of giving her that option, I just immediately assigned bad intention to her words and got all uppity about it instead of being like, I'm feeling attacked right now. And basically, I talked to Mike about that. And he's like, he gave me this principle. It was really good. He said, everybody has a crystal ball inside their head that makes decisions and it's kind of like Captain Jack's compass, Captain Jack Sparrow's compass. It doesn't work. It just points in any random direction that it wants to. And um, basically he said, you can't trust the crystal ball inside your head because you grew up one way using certain language around like your family. And of course you feel really comfortable around your family because you guys all probably think similar and you and grew up together. You and You can communicate almost without you can, words. You can communicate with You just understand each other so well. And then when you get married, you're in a serious relationship with somebody else who grew up totally different family, totally different situation, probably maybe a different state, maybe a different side of the country, and um, totally different background. We communicate with even fewer words. Yeah. <laughs> and they communicate totally differently, different love languages, everything. Guess what? They're going to say things differently and interpret things differently than you. And and the crystal ball inside your head will, will assign meaning to words that they do not have the same meaning to those words of for two. Did I you sound like Mike? Did I, how did I pronounce that? Is that good? <laughs> Following the along. meaning, the, your meaning behind words will likely be different than their meaning behind certain ways of using words. And so basically uh, he gave me this thing of, called I messages, which is um, where instead of just instantly going to you made me mad or it's the therapy or you, talk. you offended me. It's uh, it's saying I feel like basically I feel sad when I am yelled at. Not even saying I feel sad when you yell at me because that's still kind of kind of attacking them or putting them on the offensive. Basically saying I feel sad when I am yelled at, taking them out of the equation totally. I would rather be talked to with kindly, spoken to kindly and with respect. That's just one example. Basically, I messages are non. I'm reading this by the way. This is not me waxing poetic. I messages are non-threatening, non-judgmental, and respectful communication. When you place I at the beginning of communicative statements or another similar way, accept responsibility for your perception or feeling, the message is less likely to be perceived as an accusation, judgment, or personal attack. When communicating, many of us get into the habit of being offended and reacting to our perception or judgment of what someone else meant or intended by their action or statement when in reality... We have no way of knowing for sure what was in their mind. Emotions rise, tempers flare, and as a result, communication and relationships are destroyed. There could be little doubt that if we would learn and employ the respectful communication facilitated by I messages instead of you messages, then many of the misunderstandings that result in such destruction would be eliminated. So let's play this out. I'm going to use instances that are comical so as not to get personal <laughs> um i'll do one and gosh then, this is just what i need to practice because and then you'll do one i am so good at just instantly jumping to you must have meant this and that just you must think i'm off. a loser yeah that's what we always jump to so um yeah. okay i feel mm, disheartened i feel disheartened when i go to the bathroom and i see pee in the toilet I would, <laughs> I would. This is good at leaving me out of it. What's the next phrase? And then phrase? it allows me What's to. What's the next phrase I do? 
Well, what? I would rather, or I would, I would prefer. I would prefer it if the toilet could always be flushed. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Do you feel good? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you do one. Okay. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dude, what about my shoes? What about your shoes? Oh, okay. I feel frustrated okay. when shoes are left in front of the door. I could see that. I could see how you could feel that way. Thank you for validating my feelings. When uh, I, who when the hell I am, is doing that? Who in the hell? When I am carrying babies and backpacks and things out the door and not looking where I'm stepping in, I step on the edge of Birkenstock shoes and it hurts my foot and stuff like that. And I trip over them and I almost drop our baby on the floor. Okay, it's getting I would much, it's too much. You got to be real. I would much rather that shoes are set to the side of the door where I don't step on them when I'm not looking, stepping out the door and down the stairs carrying humans that are really too much. tiny. Too much. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, do what you want. I just want. almost tripped multiple times. Gosh, that's the worst. <laughs> Thanks. Here's one. I feel unappreciated uh -huh. when I get in trouble for leaving my shoes right in front of the door when it's I only did it because I was carrying kids inside the house and they were crying at me and I was in a rush. I appreciate all the work you do and I see how that would happen. And if I were you, I would feel the exact same way. Let's do more. This is fun. <laughs> um, you can always say that about anything. I'd feel the same way if I were you. Here's a good one. Here's a <laughs> That's good like one. a cop out. <laughs> if they're not paying attention, they're like, oh, wow, that was a really empathetic, empathic statement. But really, it's just like, duh, you would feel the same way if you were them because duh, it's them. They're feeling this way. Yeah. Anyways, go on. Okay. Do you have one in your mind for after the one I'm about to do? I'll work on it. Okay. I feel like a ticking time bomb is going off uh -huh. and that I am the only one who cares about that situation when I get all the kids loaded into the car and then I have to wait while I have to, when I have to, when we, when I have, I can't finish it. Because I have to see you. No, when the person that I'm waiting for. When the person that I'm waiting for decides last minute to go to the bathroom. 
I feel. <laughs> I would rather. Okay. My driving companion listen to the signs of their body before the children are buckled into their car seats. I feel <laughs> disrespected. There we go. When people tell me not to use the restroom when I need to use the restroom. I feel... I would much rather it that when I have to pee, I am allowed to pee without contempt with, with from my driving partner for my natural bodily functions. I feel like... That I didn't feel a few minutes earlier and just realized when I was heading out the door that I wouldn't have access to a bathroom for 30 minutes that I should probably go now. Heaven help us. Gosh. Okay, this is good. See, we're not fighting. Usually we would be. Yeah. All right, um, keep going. We should stop. I'm, I'm running. Bring it on. I'm running out of the like lighthearted ones. Okay. We should just move on. All right. Why don't you? Okay, okay so anyways, basically. You guys should do this. Yeah, you practice should practice this. this. Um. It basically don't practice not it with real issues not assigning intent but just asking for clarification and context before you before you sign intent um okay finishing up with this says uh, important in all of these examples is that feelings or thoughts of the other person are reaffirmed and validated and the person making the statement is taking responsibility for it without blaming or accusing or demeaning or devaluing or degrading or attempting to control the other person Okay. These I statements encourage communication. Okay? okay. Okay. Many you statements are attempts at controlling the other person. It may not seem like that, but it's, um, it's you trying to control the other person. When you say you did this to me, you offended me, or you made me feel this way, uh, and destroy interpersonal trust or and communication. You're the reason I'm unhappy. You're the reason for my, yeah, because it renders communication unsafe, something to be avoided, and will often absolutely destroy a relationship. Attempts to control equals theft of personal freedom. Boom. So basically, it comes down to like mutual respect and and like mutual, man, respect, mutual respect on a is, whole new level. Yeah, just like respecting the other person for like they don't read your mind. Nobody reads anybody's mind. I think we've had issues with not feeling like each other's feelings are valid if they're not our own feelings yeah i agree um, we're both um i will let me just speak for myself i am horrible at that <laughs> for the longest time dallin thought it was just stupid that i didn't like utah because of the winter because he loves winter so it was kind of just like like he couldn't understand how anyone could feel that way mm-hmm so it was almost like equaled a lack of caring about those feelings. Instead of just listening to her and being like, wow, she she came from a totally different place than me growing up. Like she has these feelings. Women in general just get colder than men. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> a generalization. But <laughs> no, that's always a running joke in like every TV show and commercial that the man is always way hot. I'm colder and the woman than Dallin. To, I, yeah, I'm yeah. totally colder than Dallin. Okay. So anyways, but, that was my But thing. after what? this class at therapy... Mm -hmm. Dallin for the first time was like, let's really talk about where we want to live. And we ended up choosing here anyways. But now we're both on the same page for the right reasons. And it's not actually for feeling... family. We chose here yeah. for family, but Dallin was able to like go down to St. George and actually see it and not with, just be like, like open like, eyes and not just go on with trying blinders. to like yeah. figure out a way to sabotage St. George. And or... I realized like opening my mind up 
that I just grew up in the cold learning to deal with it. And I just expect Dashley that she should deal with it too. But without, without like having all these things in my mind, which really opened my mind up, I'm like, man, snowboarding is really the only thing I like about winter. Yeah. <laughs> the rest sucks. I hate the cold. The rest is the you worst. Know? So like, and then we went down to St. George, just really productive, just communicate, just, just like actually speaking loving words to each other i mean it's not like we never do that and but i'm just so just, happy just to live being here open-minded so we decided to live here for the next five years ish six ish. five six seven ten, five to ten years wow and i then, thought you were gonna say three to five i don't know i like it's hard to know the let's future. just go with five for now i'm kind of planning between five and ten like yeah. it's a really great house well, it's a great house great location and yeah. our, my family's Close all family. here but like my Mine thing too. was it just made me feel just sad to think that I would have to have winter for the rest of my life because Dallin was pretty much like, I'm not leaving. And now like we're planning on like ending up there or like, George. like at least giving me and I think Dallin will enjoy it too, like some happy years in the sun. And it's not. Yeah. When we went down there, it really just opened my mind. Like your backyard is your basement. Like you can have Thanksgiving outside so like a lot Christmas of houses, outside. context, a lot of houses in St. George don't have basements yeah. because they don't, because of Apparently stuff you, you for reasons. Apparently you don't have to dig below the, the frost The frost line, line. Yeah. that's what it was. So they don't do basements there. Because it's a lot more expensive. But backyards have like beautiful decks often or like coverings. Yeah. And we and were concerned because we like basements, but then Dallin had this. Like you realize that it's nice and, co- I mean, Ashley can, I can snuggle up on like the couch on our back patio and watch a show. Next to our outside, pool. Outside. Next Looking to our, at the stars. Whatever. Yeah. All that stuff. It sounds warm. amazing. I just sounded so cool to me. Yeah. So now it's like a, a life compromise. It was like our first ever like major marriage life compromise. I feel like instead of a win lose, it was like we want to stay close to family for a while. And then, but eventually we want to do what makes me happy and I think will make Dallin happy. Well, yeah. It's not just you yeah. or just me. It's both of us. And we're both on the same page wanting to live here to be close to family for the next few years while the kids are young. And then eventually um, move to st george move because we both want to together and it feels really good and we that found our moved. perfect place down yeah, there like Santa so Clark. like Woo-hoo. now when in the winter i don't have like when i'm miserable in the winter every once in a while i don't have to be like well this is my life forever mm-hmm. i can have like this dream in my mind to, that i can like hold on to and yeah. know is going to happen one day so basically um having both of our priorities out there and being like hey how can we make all these work for now, um, while we are living here to be close to our families, so we both decided we are also going to prioritize traveling in the winter to get to the warmth every once in a I while. Because I struggle hard. Yeah, Ashley and gets Dallin really depressed hard in the winter. last year too with the kids. Just because the kids really so are too young We've to enjoy done... the snow for very long. And we're just cooped up in our little town home. And we are really excited to have a house this winter too. That's going to be we're just very amazing. We're excited that they're not infants and we can drive easier hopefully they like sledding and throwing snowballs and we can and play in the snow play with easier. the dogs in the snow yeah we're gonna we're gonna spare no expense in having proper warm clothing either that's also another thing that you like you gotta do if you live in snowy winter just yeah. have nice warm clothes and we're not like we're gonna go buy fancy and stuff is what i meant this but winter you're also not pregnant but we're <gasps> just gonna like do the things that help you enjoy it by having warm clothes and traveling um whenever possible okay what else did we learn at therapy Dallin? Well, you were going to go next. I feel like I went next. That was kind of my thing when we did the role playing. Really? So, yeah. So the. Okay. Well, the next one was. The next one was. Um, 
So basically, the foundation of trusting each other and feeling comfortable in your love is speaking your partner's love language. Right. <laughs> and um, and we've just, had a lot of drama about love languages. Well, he just he just re reiterated to us that like if if your love tanks are empty, that just spawns so many other issues, and you're more likely to interpret to misinterpret things or interpret them as attacks rather than rather than being able to pause and be like this is how i interpreted that is that what you meant or something right. you just it just spawns so many other issues if you're not feeling secure in your love for that person and like best friends that you haven't seen for a long time it's kind of like you just pick up right where you left off when you see them next but marriage where you're with each other every single day you have to um it takes more to fill the love tank yeah it takes more than than what you would like if you ran into a high school friend you're just like hi what's up and you're just really nice but and cordial with each other principles apply like if you want them to be like a close but friend. if you're gonna be a close friend like the closer they are the more you have to invest in but i think like, that's what make tank. people like people kind of spontaneously become friends i feel like like you either you meet someone and you're like oh i like i think i'm gonna be friends with you or it's kind of like mm, like you're nice but i don't know i don't feel like a connection with you and I think a lot of the friends I've had, the connection has been because they understand my love language. Like my love language is their love language. Like we just get along really easily. I don't know. I well, like, like Gary my Chapman best says, friends have had some the same love languages, like as me. Well, that is that is very. It, you're off on a you're uh, you have an advantage if you have the same love language. But Gary Chapman and this guy says. It is very rare that couples have the no, same love language. not couples, like friends. Like, I feel like the f people who I have, like, of all the people I've met in the world, the ones who I've become, like, really close friends with, uh -huh. we have had similar or the same love languages. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically, he's just like, I mean, we said, like, well, what if their, what if their love language is hard for you? And he's like, so he's like, this is your marriage partner. Like <laughs> what's harder, not speaking their love language or having a horrible relationship is basically what he said. Yeah. He's like, do it, learn how to do it. So, um, that was the, it kind of took a, at least me, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like what's, why am I, why am I making the, like, I'm just making it hard on myself. So he's like, you have to be conscious about this and express love in your partner's love language you have to lay that foundation and so it was funny he was like now ashley you're the you're like a, a girl and for the most part girls love language is words of affirmation and, he, yeah. and we were like nope i was like oh sorry good guess mike but that one's dallas <laughs> and uh ashley's is quality time right so mine is words of affirmation i love hearing ashley like express her belief in me her gratitude that she thinks I look good, like just thankful for something that I did or pointing out something that I did well or my strengths or telling me that she believes in me. Like that just warms my heart. Anything in that, anything like that, just encouraging me or just saying, Hey, you got this. Mm -hmm. Or I noticed how you like, like when she notices that I did well with the kids during a really hard time, like when she points that out to me, I just feel like a million bucks. And I don't know if she'll ever fully realize how much it means to me, but I just treasure every time you say something nice to me. 
And on the con on the um, other side, it cuts me when like when I wait, like well, oh this is one thing that he said. He's like you should have five praises for every one um, one correction or what was the word that he used? Five to one ratio. Yeah. Five praises for every one. What did he call Just it? Just non praise, like one negative feedback or yeah, like negative feedback or something. Yeah. He said that's that's the ratio that it should be at. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically gave us a page about ways to express love and love languages. The first one is words of affirmation. He just gave a lot of different examples of how to express that. Expressions of gratitude, expressions of admiration for accomplishments or creativity, or expressions of individual worth and value. All very meaningful to me, someone who's is words of affirmation, and I just treasure those things. Ashley and I have a boo book and it's, it's just a little journal. Could we, we call, call it each other boo? Because we call each it's other boo. It's not a boob book. The boob book. I have one of those, but you don't know about it. What? Just kidding. <laughs> just all pictures Play of you that I've that taken. Scenario. <laughs> Got another picture of Ashley's boobs that I drew. <laughs> I don't know what she... <laughs> <laughs> boob joke. Okay. Acts of service. The next one. He's like pitching and help and around the house. Yeah, we've talked a lot about love um, languages. Make kids her favorite meal. If you want to know more, you can just listen to our love languages podcast. Probably yeah, we did that. Receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. I um, physical touch is my next one. Everybody has like a primary one, but you're all like, it's um, it's not your only love language. You're right. it's like you're a mixture of all of them, and pri- physical touch is definitely my second one. Ashley's primary is quality time and second one is I'd say acts of service or what are they um gifts you like gifts I mean, you really everyone do everyone like likes gifts. gifts you like gifts I do I it just basically it means that you were thinking about me while you were away from me it's basically what the gift means yeah that's how I interpret it like if you bring me something when you're gone or like you bring me like you I went out with do. your sisters and you to dinner and you brought me back your leftovers be like I thought you would like these. That was yeah. just like oh well, she I was thinking about me. That. I don't think that's your love language cuz you never do that. You always just eat I everything. I just always eat all my food. And then <laughs> <laughs> I, that might just be me being hungry, I don't know. No, but I, I think my one. mom always brought us back. She always saved something for us. Oh yeah. So my mom did that. She Well, <laughs> you, like when she would go places, she'd bring me back like she brought me back Pokemon cards one time. No, like food. Or like food. I always do that with my food. You are. You do. I love that. When Ashley and I were dating, she brought me a glass of water when she went to go get one. That's how I knew she was the one. One time after we had just been married, Dallin and I spent like an hour making homemade French fries together. And then I fell asleep because it was taking so long. And then he finished cooking them and didn't wake me up. And then he ate like like a mother huge portion of french fries all by himself i did every single french fry what is your intention for saying this story and then i woke up and i was like oh are the french fries done did you save me any and they were all gone (laughs) and he says he thought he didn't want me to wake like he thought he he says that he thought i wouldn't want to be woken up but i'm fairly i would stake a lot of money that you didn't Listen, want any. I would stake a lot of you money. you fell asleep. I think Dallin saw that I was asleep. Did a little like... And like <laughs> skipped off to eat all the french fries. My french fry dance. He like drugged me. 
Like I'm getting all these fries myself one way or another. No, you know how you kind of slip into that mode where like all of a sudden you ate a whole bag of chips or something? That's just what happened <laughs> with the French fries. in that mode like 82% of his life. That is life. my brain. Must eat more food. So yeah, basically before I knew it, I ate all the fries and I was like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were too full and happy to Ashley care. Ashley is like, I'm just going to, yeah. But also you fell asleep, so I didn't I think always you wanted fall some. asleep. I have since learned. That was our first year of marriage. You fall asleep so easily. So, um, yeah, that was that. I messages. Why don't you talk about validation real quick? And then that will be the podcast. I don't know what to say. I was kind of angry a lot during that part of therapy. Oh. Uh, I mean, I heard it. Do you believe it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's real. I think probably would need a couple more therapy lessons about it to like truly, I just, I don't, yeah. what? I don't know. I can't like talk about it without saying things. I would say the most awkward part about therapy and we got to that point is where there's just a third person there watching you and taking notes on you uh-huh. and asking you questions that lead to a lot of like, emotional situations slash public fighting (laughs) and i just with dallin and i got to the point the last therapy session where we were like i don't even care if he's watching and said things in front of a person that we have never like he's the only one who knows those things it was like the two luke's fighting right in front of hannah yeah it was weird it was but he's paid to sit there and analyze what we're saying to each other and and step in and that's when he was like well, your time's up, but I really think you need to come back. <laughs> no, do you not? Did you not learn anything about validation? Or I mean, I did. I just have a lot of questions still. I don't. I just don't believe in validating things that aren't true. Do you remember what he said about that? That it's true for you. I just don't want to validate a feeling that you have. It's an art to validate with without agreeing. I just feel because, like it's if you because you validate the person for their feelings so like, and emotions, but you don't have to agree with them. For example, like you hear something I say and misconstrue the meanings. Yeah. Big time. Like oh a huge like leap of like what you thought I meant when I said like a little thing. Uh-huh. I just I don't want to like validate like your belief that I meant these terrible things when I said this tiny thing in you know, a, you definitely not even in a, a mean way. Like, like you can say, I can see how you would interpret it, but that I can't way. like, I honestly like don't get it. Um, so I, like, I don't know how to say that. I don't want to lie to you and be like, Oh, I totally understand. Well, and I can totally see how, when I said that, that y- you would have those feelings. I just don't know how to say it in a way that's true for me. I don't well, I don't think I'm crazy. And if I interpret it I some I way, something some crazy. way, then like one could draw the line to how I interpret something to what you said. There even are, though it's not what you meant. Like I honestly can't sometimes. Okay. Well, you could say like Wow. Um, <laughs> you are having big feelings. Or like, I don't know what to say. That's like my I'm just I think that even if it's not super clear to you, you can be like, I see that you, I I see that you interpreted this in a way like that I'm attacking you. Let me rephrase this because I didn't mean to attack you. Maybe how about that? I just basically validating that 
my feelings without you don't have to agree basically i i, I can see that you're feeling like attacked can... by me i let me rephrase because that's definitely not what i what i intended to do or what i was meaning but okay. i would be like i would be like wow uh i would be like oh I, it would make me stop and realize like oh wow she's it's just hard because in the moment me. like you're i feel like almost when we get into these fights we should just have like a timeout. That's what Mike said. That's what Mike said, where we He's just like, stop. Just mutual agreement. He's like, sometimes one will follow the other one around the house saying, we're solving this right now. Did you see me look but, at you in that moment? Yeah. I was like. And, oh, I didn't see you look at me, but oh. I, I felt it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm the one to just want to solve things right now, but it's, and I'm it always just doesn't. Like, when I can't say nice things to you. When you're stop. so flooded with emotion, that's the word that John Gottman uses in Seven Habits of Effective Marriage or something. Uh, seven seven principles for a happy marriage he know. says he uses the term flooded like when you get flooded that's, with that's emotion, what i was trying to say like and where like you're just you like... just you can't think you are so defensive everything you interpret is probably wrong that the other person says and you just need both but you need, can't think that you both in the just moment need to you don't call think a timeout. That. no you don't think that in the moment in the moment you think you're so justified and the other person is a total lunatic so like i feel like in those moments i don't think I think we just need to stop for... We just need to call a timeout. And then I could come back. Well, hopefully it doesn't get to that moment because we employ iMessages and seek context before assigning intent. Like we were kind of talking about a situation where it was Dallin who was the one who was angry, but like there's other situations where I've been the one who's angry. So like if Dallin... Thank you for pointing that out. If I was the angry one in that situation or the hurt one and Dallin was like trying to do the whole validation thing i think i would just be like shut up like what it's like just i don't think i would listen or be receptive to it in it um it it's not something that can instantly be turned off once you're flooded it's kind of like when an engine gets flooded because you've been the chokes went on for too long you know what i'm saying you've lost you me. just need to um <laughs> you just need to let it chill okay, for a little choke. bit yeah yeah it just needs what is to the choke that's where you turn on to give it extra gas so it can start better Basically, too much gas can get in there. What there is, I don't know, but too much gas can get in there and then it doesn't start very easily. <laughs> that place under the hood. That place in the engine. <laughs> Where the gas goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, that's kind of like with emotion. When, if you're flooded with emotion, just take a timeout. And then you can come back and And then I and think start the whole validation listening. thing. If you get to the flooded place, I think we should just... Yeah. You being the informal, all-inclusive you... Uh-huh. Then just then come you can back. start listening and just you sit you with with mutual respect say please tell me how you're feeling like I really want to listen I'm sorry for for being like obstinate or whatever and then you actually just listen and I then when see, they say something I can see that you're upset yeah oh there you go uh, it looks like you're upset not assigning it looks like you're upset are you upset that's one of the examples here's this example <laughs> I get the impression that you would like more time and attention from me as oh no that's the wrong one. Um, <laughs> if I in a fight, Dallin just has it, these papers. If I understand you correctly, you would like me to get up and help with the dishes. That's one of the examples. When you said you're unhappy with my work, you seem to be angry. Is that correct? Stuff like that. I can understand how you feel, yet I still like the idea. Maybe we can just agree to disagree. One There's of, a way to validate without agreeing at all. One of my, I can understand how you feel. There, anybody can say that. Even if you don't totally understand, you can be like, "I understand how you feel." Like you have every right to feel that way basically are ways to validate the person, the, like the human being without agreeing with the thing, the specific situation. You validate the, you separate the human from the behavior. You know what I'm saying? 
and validate the human without agreeing with the behavior. That's what he's getting at. So like, I understand how you feel. You have every right to feel that way. Stuff like that. One of the takeaways I feel like I've taken away. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Is that you can't like the first step in all of this is to decide that I will not lose my cool or be offended when I hear something that doesn't rub me right. Like, I feel like none of this stuff works if like you kind of cut off the whole process. Mm -hmm. If, if you still allow yourself, I guess, or our dogs are sleeping. And what is that? Dash is making weird dream noises. He's probably chasing rabbits in his sleep. Like if, like it doesn't work if at the very beginning of this whole process, like something happens and then you or I get mad. Yeah, you have to pause and instead of jumping straight to offended, you have to seek un- seek context and seek intent before assigning it. Basically, let them assign their own intent to their words. Mm-hmm. So dude, I don't know if we ever got to what validating, validating actually does. It basically shows them, like it's the old maxim, I don't care about how much you know until I know about how much you care. You basically establish that even though you disagree, like you care about the person and their feelings are valid. Right. And they have the right to feel how they feel, oh, even though you feel just like what I do with George. Like, I can see that you're mad. Right exactly. Now. That's nothing. That is perfectly fine validation. I see that you're mad. That's one of his examples. Uh, it seems like you're unhappy. You know, oh, it looks like I, if you're I understand really you, sad. I get the impression that you, yeah, I, I can understand how you feel. Yet I still like the idea. Maybe we can just agree to disagree. That's one of his examples. So just validating the human and like, I can see that you're, it looks like you're upset. Are you? Or that's, that's validating, or it seems like you're feeling attacked or you seem offended. And I was like, yeah, or like, I would feel the same way if I were you. I, that one is kind of stretching. That one's just stupid. It's kind of cheesy. It's not stupid. Duh, I just would. don't think that that one Everybody, would. that just doesn't make, it's like, obviously you would feel the same way if I were you because you would be mean. Yeah. So um, basically it's, it's, it's showing that you care about them, even though you disagree with them and saying, and giving them emotional air to to not get defensive being like, wow, okay, they care about me. Let me open up and listen instead of just them having to defend themselves. Right. I think it cuts out a lot of the whole, like, I don't feel the way you feel. Therefore your feelings are invalid. It gets rid of that one. Yeah. It gets rid of your feelings make me uncomfortable. So stop. It respects the person. It respects the individual. Gives them their freedom to choose for themselves. Or like your feelings are ruining our day. Please Mm -hmm stop having them like, yeah nobody loves like nobody wants to hear that their feelings are invalid that's like the worst thing to hear ever or you're stupid because of the way you feel you need to feel differently right. like that's the worst thing to be told you're stupid for feeling that way you should have felt this way nobody like well regardless i felt this way do you like acknowledge that or not you know so like you have to show them that you care and that is the key to the door of of communication you know, if like, yeah. like shutting down their feelings or saying they shouldn't feel the way they feel just locks the door on communication, at least effective communication. Yeah. What day is it? I don't know. Shoot. It's Friday. Okay. Is it Friday? Yeah. Okay. So we go to therapy on Monday, guys. Yeah. But I think you're going alone to di- on Monday. I might go alone. I mean, unless you want to come. Well, I just think you have. I got shiz to talk you about. Got, you have things. So basically my main takeaways is just respecting the other person's freedom to feel the way they feel. And like, you have no say over that. You can either validate it or not, but validating it will help things go a lot smoother. I remember the, one of the big takeaways 
was control is a myth. Oh, that's it says a big that one. a lot. Control, control is, is a myth. You cannot control another person. If you attempt to control another person, if you they try will to just them, automatically resent it. Like even if you can control them physically, you can't control them mentally. Like no. you can't control anyone. Like Viktor Frankl, that's his whole book, Man's Search for Meaning. He was one of the, he was he was a Jew in the Nazi Nazi death camps. And um that was like his great mind discovery. great discovery is that although they are controlling him physically, they cannot control the way he thinks or his feelings and his feelings. And that that's how like he made it through. That's how he made it. Well, I mean, he was one of the lucky ones that made it through, but he was so it was so liberating. That's to how him. he made it through and was able to, I think, live a happy life. And he after. blessed so many lives. He even started to influence some of his Nazi captors or that's and, how and he wasn't them like for he good. didn't, they weren't able to like break his spirit. Yeah. So nobody has control over you and resent attempts to control are automatically resented. So you are way better off to just validate them and then like keep the door open for effective communication and actually get somewhere right. because everybody has a freedom to choose and if you try to tell somebody that the way they feel isn't the way they should be feeling. Or try and change somebody. Boom. The gates go up. Yep. Nobody wants to be changed. People can only change themselves. And yeah. the role of the spouse is basically to reflect and love and validate and... Empathize. Empathize. People are smart. People can figure out things for themselves and what they need to change. They just need somebody to talk to and validate them. Right. Well, I think something we've learned is... Like you can be married and not be like friends. And we just have, we I, like, we want to be married. We are friends, but like, like we realized that that could slip away. Like that part of our yeah. marriage, the friend part. Just if you don't have effective communication, because all the same things that you have stewardship over together, it requires a high level of communication and it takes real skills. And it just sucks if you're not it friends. It sucks if you're not friends and not good at communicating and, and just misinterpreting each other a lot because you are married and you can either do this like happily or do it suckily and suckily is not a word or do it unhappily. But it's like, it's like learn to do it happily because it's so much better. Yeah. So all in all, Dallin and I are not perfect and we love being married to each other, but we want to be even happier in our marriage and become more of a cohesive team than we are. And maybe understand ourselves better than we understand ourselves currently so that we can understand each other better or be more at peace with our own self so that we can give more to each other or something. Heal, heal and grow personally. I don't know what I'm saying. So we okay. are going to keep going to therapy and... If any of this resonated with you or you think you might have the same issues as us to more or less of a degree, please like look up a, like find a, a therapist in your area that has great reviews, multiple good reviews on Google. That was on one Google. of my questions. Is there like a rate my professor for therapists? I just looked on Google and read people's reviews about them. There should be something good because. That'd be really cool. Not all, not all consult and like marriage count, like therapists are made equal. Actually, they're all different. I mean, they all like have to get certified and stuff, but for the I'm record, sure like, there's Mike own is really tied good. In there. He's I just, great. I just don't feel like I like jive with him. I don't know what the word is. Like, I don't feel 
I don't know, comfortable enough around him to have him be my therapist. Well, that's important. You have to feel comfortable, obviously, with your therapist. So I don't know. Maybe you feel like you didn't choose him because I went first. Well, um, I don't. I didn't really. You know, it's not like you get to meet him before. Like, it's you're hard. Like, I, choose I you. finally found a pediatrician I like for my kids yeah, after like true. eight. So I'm sure it's hard to find a therapist that you jive with. Yeah. So uh, I guess if you're wanting to. Um, just read the websites, what they're about, like read reviews about them. Shoot. I'm, they probably do free. I don't know if they do free consultations or, or meeting before you start paying like their hourly rate or whatever. Some insurances cover this kind of thing. Some don't, ours doesn't, but we're, so we're just paying out of pocket and they actually charge a lot less if you're paying out of pocket than what they charge insurance companies for. How about that? Well, there you go. And just so you know, I don't know if this is wild or not. Ours is $125 an hour. Let us know if that's crazy. Let us know if that's crazy or not. But it's definitely been worth the investment so far because of these, like all these things we've learned and that we're working on together. So we'd encourage it. Okay. Well, we will see you guys in our next podcast. We'll hear you guys in our next podcast. Okay. Join the conversation on Facebook for this podcast. Uh, Tell us what you learned or what advice you have, any other tidbits and leave us a review for the podcast. If you haven't yet, it helps us out a lot and subscribe if you're not. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our supporters. You mean so much to us, and we're so grateful for your support. And we will see you next time.